never ever lie to a client never ever bullshit a client or try to bullshit a client because they will fucking know all right and if you are someone that tries to operate like that or tries to make money off variations you're a fucking loser and you need to figure out your own fucking problems and be a respectful business person G'day and welcome to the Making with Miles podcast. I'm Miles Clark, your beloved host here, as uh, we talk about all things about building construction and the real estate industry through the lens of a building inspector. Right, we've got two formats to the podcast itself. We've got the shed. The shed is where we talk all that shit about building construction and the real estate industry. And as well as that, we also have the journey. The journey is more, we sort of dabble in personal development and stuff like that because I'm all into it and so should others and fucking too bad. So on this episode, this is a special one uh, with regards to estimating construction projects. Now, I didn't think the following I was building was going to be anywhere close to trade-related people, but you know what? It looks like that's the case and that works for me. So what we've done, I've sent out an Excel spreadsheet, which is a major estimating spreadsheet that I used to use. It's very, very detailed, a lot of information in it, and uh, it definitely needs a walkthrough. So this is what we're going to be doing this episode. If you're listening to this, probably a waste of time. You can head over to YouTube. I'm going to put this up as a a video sort of walkthrough um, to help provide some clarity for a few people so they can actually take themselves step-by-step through the estimating process, which is one of the most important parts of construction or any sort of subcontractor. If you're doing a decent project, if you fuck up the estimate, you are going to shaft yourself because you've contracted yourself into a situation where you really don't want to be which is making no money, spending a lot of time. And uh, it's definitely not a place you want to be. I've been there before and it's fucking shit house. So doors are solid. If you found any value in this whatsoever, please like, give us a rating. It helps a fair bit for me, to be honest. And also uh, share it to anybody else that you think would be beneficial to. In the YouTube video, I'll have a link to the downloadable spreadsheets themselves. So they can just download them, watch the videos and then implement that into their business as well. So what we're going to do, we're going to get straight into it. And uh, here we go. All right, so we're going to get straight into this. Now I'll give an overall summary of what parts of the actual estimate you'll use the tabs specifically now this one here is the blank okay so there's no costs in here at all i'll go through um, each tab just some brief overview of what you're going to do then i'll go on to provisional sums and prime costs a bit more of a fuck around with that but you don't have a lot of those usually so it's not too it's pretty manageable um, and then I'll go through the cost tracker to sort of tidy it all up so you can understand once it's all done and finished and completed what that looks like as you go through the actual project itself, right? So bear with me. It's going to be a long and drawn out process, but trust me, um, if you get this operational, it's going to make your lives a lot, a lot easier and you'll save yourself uh, fucking up. Now, first things first, tabs. We're going to go from cost tracker all the way across to provisional sums and prime cost items. Disregard the PC and PS detail. I've never used that, to be honest. It wasn't really necessary. So what I end up doing is, um, yeah, we'll start a prelim. So pretty much here, everything has its own little subheading. Now, I highly recommend that you create accounts within your accounting program itself that has these cost codes next to them, okay? So the 100 pre-commencement works, all right? Or site hire and temporary amenities, 500. Or whatever cost code you want to do, you can change these around. Everything can be changed, obviously. You can change the headings, you can change this, you can change whatever you bloody want, all right? Now, the reason being is because when you get to the cost tracker process, you want to pull a report from that job and you can see where the money's gone into each cost code as you go through this process, okay? So we're going to slap in a couple of uh, digits here. Now, let's go with homeowner's warranty insurance, all right? We're going to chuck in... One at, one at, we're going to call it two and a half K. All right, sweet. Next, fence. All right, I've got, here I've got allow one 
at $4,000, all right? Now, it doesn't have to be... You can get specific on this. This might be the full fence and hoarding and maybe some general scaffold around some specific areas or protection works or whatever you sort of want to do. You can change this to meter rate per hour, higher, quote. As long as you're specific with it, it'll just help you trigger yourself uh, as to what you've got to get through, okay? So we'll do that. Structure. All right, bump up to the top. Demo and site clearing. All right, we're going to have... Here's a good example, demo labor, two man, nine days at 70 bucks per hour. We can have, let's just call it 250 hours. All right, bins, there's gonna be 10 bins, five grand, sweet, and safe removal of robes. All right, cool, there's a little scope within that, which is outside of the sort of main job because it's a renovation. And we're gonna have four hours, all right? Four hours for two men to just move some shit around, okay? So again, Especially when you're doing jobs, which isn't just bang off the plan. You're doing some renovation stuff. You really want to get real specific with this because it's going to help you towards the back end when you can show the client. You don't show them or give them this, but you might want to run through a couple of things and they can see that you have allowed for all these things, all right? And what you have not allowed for, which is very important. Now, I've highlighted a couple of things here. We'll get back to that when we talk about provisional sums and prime cost items. All right, structural steel, old mates, steel, fab, Quote was the 12th of the 12th, 23. Uh, we got, uh, quote, one at, I don't know, 24,545. Done. Again, good example of where it hasn't carried through. Get up here. Copy. Right click. Paste the function. Fucking bang. Job done. All right. Be mindful. This isn't going to be absolutely perfect. I don't have any time to go crazy getting all this absolutely schmicko but you need to always double check what you're doing as you go through the process itself. This is a great example. All right, I've got a quote for this from that's the quote date. That's the price. It's always excluding GST. You never put including GST. That's how we talk. It's how it operates. It's how it works, okay? Frame materials. Here's a good example. I've actually broken it out and done a bit of a takeoff as to what materials are needed. Then I can get specific linear meter rates, number of, per sheets, whatever you want to do, and then you can pump that into there. Things you always forget, you know, frame hardware gets fucking expensive, all right? You can just throw in a number and hope for the best or you can get specific with it. Always make sure you've got enough money in there to actually complete the job. Windows, installation of windows, two man, half a day. Fine. Supply of windows, Pickering, joinage along, shug option as per thing. Oh, that was just one window. Cool, all right, so we've got the window price in there, all that sort of stuff. Again, you've got some other things to consider. Roof plumbing, blah, blah, blah. Lockup materials, hardware, labor. We go through this process again and again with our fit-out budget, external works. Fit-out budget, sometimes you might come across something in regards to tiling. So you might have tile hardware. So sometimes they might not include in their quote. You've got to add it in there. You might have the tile supply. I have it, you know, individual boxes. The number of boxes allow for wastage, blah, blah, blah. And tile layer, right? Tile layer might be like, all right, well, I'm going to lay this standard lay. This is the meter rate. This is the other rate. This is how much the screen's going to be. And you can break it all down so you can actually get a bit more clarity as to what's going on. Again, we'll go through these highlighted ones, which I do for PC and PS items. External works. Uh, let's just add something else in here. Let's say uh, shower screens, frameless shower screens. I've allowed 1200 bucks because that's what I, that's my guesstimate. All right. Um, and then obviously you want to try to beat those budgets every single time. Tender summary. Once you go through all those tabs and you go through line item after line item, all right, what you'll end up is with the tender summary. This here is what I used to give clients uh, with the proposal, with the actual quote itself. And if you want, which I highly recommend, it'd be great to put like a nice portfolio together, get it real fucking professional, 
get it looking schmicko. Giving this to a client is okay, all right? It doesn't get, say exactly what you're doing within these budgets, but it does give an indication that you actually have put an effort into the actual quote itself and you're not just throwing out a number and hoping for the best, all right? A, a job price should never be $270,000 to the exact cent. It's always something that's a little bit more very specific, all right? What that shows is you're specifically trying your best to give the best price, all right? You might be working with a client that has a budget already and with that budget, you know that they're looking between 250 and 300. Your budget might come in at 250. Sweet, you're within budget. You've gone through this. You are stoked with the price. You understand what your margin is gonna be. Everything's quoted. It's all clear as mud. Well, then you're in a good position, okay? If it's up at like 350 and you wanna start culling a little bit on the budget, which is very, very common, I would do this often is I would go through the budget and you just allow, 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 allow. And you're like, all right, let's step back. We're going to go through. I reckon this job's going to take 16 weeks. Maybe we don't need as much site management labor. Maybe we can get a different price for the plumbing. Maybe your plumber just doesn't want the work and he's taking the piss. Maybe you're going to take a bit back on bins. You're like, oh, we don't need 10 bins. We don't need $5,000 worth of bins. I reckon we can get away with eight bins, you know, something like that. And you can sort of cull where you can, all right? But you're going to cull to what is uh, comfortable to you. So you'll go through this whole process. You might go through it again. And then you'll get to a price that's like, this is, this is my best price. This is the best I can do. And then you don't fucking budge. Unless there's a massive variation or change to the you know, scope of the job, just stick to your number, all right? Learn this, be consistent with this. You will pick up jobs, all right? And you may lose some jobs, but that's the game. There's no point trying to chase a job where you know you'll just break even if something goes wrong or you're going to make so least, less money that you're just spending all this time on a project where you could have invested elsewhere into a better project with better budgets, etc. okay? Um, so that just pumps out the tender summary. Now, what we're going to next is the provisional sums and the prime cost items. And I'll show you how I sort of implement that into this as well. So we're getting into provisional sums and prime costs, all right? So usually what you do as you go through this process itself and you start implementing all the budgets, there's gonna be a couple of things that you need to put as a prime cost or you may need to put as a provisional sum. If you're watching this, you obviously fucking know all this shit, so you understand what's what. Um, now, a great example I'm gonna put down here is I'm gonna go through, uh, let's go with bench tops. All right, we're gonna go with bench tops. So this, example here is going to be a provisional sum because there's obviously a labor component with it it's not just a material now we're going to say here i know sandstone finish and it's going to be from pk's stone and it's a provisional sum one of and we're going to allow a, a budget of three and a half thousand dollars all right again sometimes it doesn't carry through get up here copy that Bring this down, move the function. As long as this one here is calculating, you're fucking sweet. Sorry, it's not perfect. Now, the um, what I do in this situation, I'm right, right here, PS, okay? Then I highlight this green. That's a nice color green. All right, now, when I flick through this budget, because this is gonna be a fixed budget that just doesn't change, we go back through, like, all right, cool, there's our PS sum. Now, what you're gonna do in this situation is you're gonna go into your source data entry. And down here in provisional sums, we're going to put in equals, Fit out budget, and this is what I'm gonna put in. Sweet, so that's landed there. Over here, equals, fit out budget, and the total cost here, enter. Sweet, now what that's done, that's added the provisional sum into the actual 
tender summary itself. So we should go to the tender summary and it should populate through here. Provisional sums, three and a half grand. Refer to detail plan down in here. Provisional sums, it pumps through. Billing converter, provisional sums, cost is in there, cost goes through, job done. So that's how you do the provisional sums. Prime cost, let's just do something like uh, tapware, great example. We're gonna do Reese plumbing scope. See attached, right? You might have a full break list, full breakdown of exactly what materials and stuff are going in. And it's just like two taps, three baths, fucking all that sort of stuff. PC sum, it's gonna have one of, and it's gonna be say 10 and a half grand. Again, highlight this, green, cool. That's the puch green. Let's go for the better green. Where are you? There you are, nice. If you want, you can highlight that as well. <coughs> Completely up to you. Now, we go back to source data entry. Provision prime costs equals fit out budget. Reese plumbing shit. Over here, equals fit out budget. The total cost. Bang, job done. Then again, that pushes it all through. Tender summary. It's sitting in here now, the PC sums, PSPS sums is sitting up here. Again, this is what here I would actually break out. This 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 section through here is what I combine with my tender summary um, just to help give some clarity. And then in the billing converter, it's landed in there, does its thing, and we're all good to go. Okay, that totals up down the bottom and um, everyone's happy. So that's how we do the provisional sums and prime cost items. What we're going to get onto next, it will go through the cost tracker. Okay, so there's going to be two stages to it. Middle of the job and then the end of the job. So you can sort of see how it all gets translated and how it all sort of finishes up and we'll uh, crack on from there. So when it comes to cost tracking, very, very, very fucking important, okay? You need to understand the cash flow of your business, uh, especially in construction, so you can ensure that you can pay the bills in the future. And depending on where the money lands at specific stages that you can actually cash flow the job itself, you might have to get some capital from elsewhere to help float yourself. Um, so you need to be very mindful of that. You need to understand if you're having wins and having losses. Sometimes people get carried away when they have like a very basic budget and they're like, oh yeah, mate, I saved like 10 grand on the frame. But then they lost two grand here, three grand there, four grand there, 200 bucks here, 100 bucks there. And it adds up. And they've got this false sense of reality thinking, oh yeah, mate, mate, saved 11 grand here. I'm 11 grand in the green. But they're not considering all the other little bits and pieces that have sort of added up. Uh, it can cost you, you know, shitload of time shitload of money it's not fucking worth it and as well as that you can actually go back over the, like once this is complete you can go back and see where you fucked up on your budget because you will everyone it's it's hard to get it perfect and you can see where the wins were so you know for next time if there's any sort of need to sort of a bit of wriggle room in your actual budget you'd be like all right well in this situation we kick goals i took the piss here on the bins i didn't need 10 fucking bins we got away with three bins all right so there's thousands of dollars in that um, so be very mindful or I put three bins in and I needed 10 and I got fucked and you don't want that situation as well. Okay. You want to set yourself up for success. All right. So we're going to go into the cost. So you got the, again, you got a billing converter. This one is, is a completed job. All right. This is what it looked like when I tidied it all up, um, for a client tender summary. This is what the client was given. This is the provisional sums. Again, this is a good example of sort of what it looked like. There's a few things that was just, we couldn't price the job, all right? I would have just guessed it and hoped for the best. So when we go to cost tracker, this is the, this column here is where we do the uh, cost to date. So m either money's paid or invoices in the system. What you'll do in Zero is you can create a report. 
that report, you can go specifically to a job. I believe my job is very similar and you want to only specifically click on the accounts that you want to get your data from and the specific job. So say it's job 10 and what it's done, it pulls out designer documentation, all right? So it's pulling out designer town planning code, develop and design code, deliveries and cartage code. And you'll have a heading which will say deliveries and cartages from your zero and you'll go, all right, sweet. And all the invoices that you've done for that job, you've reconciled it and attached it to that cost code. All right, it's just a general expense in construction overall, but you can specifically break it down. So then you can track each of these things. So when invoices come in, right, this is the Sparky's invoice. This is the heating and cooling invoice. This is my labor on site. This is whatever it is. And you can see where the money's coming from as you go through that process. So what I've done here is I've created a report and then I've implemented all the cost uh, totals that's come from that report. Again, everything is excluding GST. GST is dead in conversations into construction and estimating. All right, it's put on later, disappears, it's just messy. So what we've done here in this situation is we've gone, all right, sweet. We've got a $500 budget for site hire and temporary amenities. I spent $142. Project cost to complete. I had no more things to set up. That's zero. All right, which tells me that the forecaster cost is as it is. So I have a win of $357. Okay, let's go to something like this one here. Demo and site clearing. I had 14 grand in, in there for the budget. So far, I've spent just under 12. I think I've got two grand left. Right? I've got two men, two days, reinstatement of existing joinery. All right, I've just made a little note here to just give me a bit of feedback as to sort of what that looks like. And if you're doing this for, for a builder, this can this can pretty, pretty much what you, the conversation you have, ideally on a weekly basis or fortnightly basis to track the job itself and the cost associated with it. So I reckon I've got two grand left to go. That's going to be a total of just under 14K. I'm currently 500 bucks in the green, okay? Um, let's look at some losses. Here's a good example. So what we've got here is framing materials. So far, I've spent 11 grand. I reckon I've still got two grand to go, which puts I'm putting in a $400 loss. I'm starting to eat into that budget and go past it. Frame labor got absolutely smashed on this one. Um, so again, 16 grand roughly. I've done the frame. There's no more money going to that budget. I'm taking a hit of four grand. Now, when you go through this process and you start putting values to your budget, so when you go on your zero account or your accounting system and an invoice comes in and it's like, all right, there was 10 hours spent here, you can go crazy and really get into depth of exactly what was involved in those 10 hours. Or if you can, you, if you want, you can be a little bit lazy and you can go, all right, there was a little bit of lockup here. There was a little bit of frame labor here. And there was also a bit of a fix simultaneously in one invoice, for example. And then you can just, if you want, you can break it out into different cost codes or you can just go, all right, I'm going to lump it all onto the frame labor itself. Take the hit, but I know just down the track, there's going to be a few wins with the lockup and you know all that sort of stuff. Okay, so these are some sort of things you can think about is the more detailed you go, the more detailed the result's going to be, which is going to be very beneficial. Um, it's just completely up to you as to how you really want to go into depth with this. Okay, the bare minimum should be at least getting the costs into your cost tracker and seeing what it it looks like overall. Okay, because these adjusted budgets down here, it just totals at the end, so you know overall on the job, am I in the green? Am I in the black? In the red? Am I starting to eat into my margin? All those types of things. All right. So that's how the cost tracker works. You'll come all the way down to the bottom. You'll make your notes, all that sort of stuff. These budgets, I'm not up to carpets yet, nothing. So what you're doing in this situation is the projected cost to complete is going to be the budget. Okay. You have to 
manually input that in there, okay, or it's going to say you got fucking shitloads of money. You're going to say, nah, I'm going to use all, that's the budget I'm going to be using. I'm going to use all of it. I'm still going to use the $100 for the door furniture. I'm still going to use two and a half grand for plastering, patching existing areas. All right, again, prime cost item. Be mindful of that. Um, and then what you end up with at the bottom is if you're in the green or in the red, down here is your fixed margin, okay? That's just the value that you pull from the overall billing converter. It goes in there and that tells you what your margin is, right? That's what you're trying to keep. You shouldn't have to fucking lose any margin. You should have wins as best as practicable the whole way through. And that's why it's really important to get that budget right at the start and import all that information. So when you get to this stage and you start actually doing the job and fucking stressing out and freaking out because you're contracted into this project and you've forgotten something and you're like, oh shit, like now I have to win, all right? And the more green you get, the better it's going to be and the easier it's going to be. You can buy some time back. You can reinvest into the company. Whatever you bloody want to do with it, buy a Jessica. I don't give two shits, to be honest. Other than that, down here, I've got the payment schedule. Uh, the payment schedule just simply states the different claims, the invoice numbers, the dates, invoice um, invoices to be paid and, and obviously paid to date. All right, so that's some, something you can track as well. If you want to, now I don't really use it. I only used it when I was uh, working for other builders was this section through here, which sort of talks about um, the percent complete on site, the physical on site work in dollars. So that's a, more of a percentage calculated from, let's say here is 100%. Uh, there's no value there. Let's call it uh, tile. Let's call it tile laying. All right, we've done 50%. Okay. What we're saying here is physical work on site is $3,600 on site. So the cost difference between paid and claimed complete is 3,600 bucks, all right? So this is what you would use if you've got a QS running uh, the payment of your job. So let's say you're doing percentage-based payment systems for a project. Say it's a multi-million dollar project and the QS comes out for the bank and says, all right, where you're at with it? And you're like, all right, cool. We, we are 50% done through tiles. We are 100% done with framing. You know, all those types of things. And you can see through this process as to what that claim is going to be. It's a little bit more advanced, a little bit different. This is very basic over this section through here for just a general job. But you can use that as well if you are going through that process itself. We're going to get into our, like a final cost tracker and see how the total sort of pans out and things to sort of look at. Look at. And then um, I think she's pretty well done. So we're at the completion of the job. We want to know if we made money or if we lost all our fucking money and we're going backwards. In this example here, in this working example, there are a few areas where you'll see this massive deviation in costings. And that's because I got lazy when it came to doing my accounting system because it was during COVID, got divorced, had to go through all this fucking shit. So I got a fucking bit lazy. So just deal with it, right? But more or less, um, if you get very detailed, as I said before, and you on your cost tracking and where the money goes in your budgets, on your accounting system, this will be fucking elite. And you'll know exactly how much you made on actually every cost code you've done. So moving forward, you can really understand um, your estimating processes and how good you are, how much you're off, where you lose, where you win, and we'll go from there. So the preliminary processes, we had heaps of wins. All right, we had like, what, nearly 10 grand's worth of wins there, which is great. In these situations here, for example, here, site form and manager. Now, I had nearly nine grand in there. The budget I spent two and a half, and this would have been just paying myself a wage at the time. So I probably just hold it off, held off from paying myself a wage at the time to probably help with um, divorce and issues like that, as anyone can understand. <laughs> and I uh, just took the win towards the back end. Anyway, to be honest, all the money went to her anyway, so all G. Now, um, 
we go through here. We've had some. Win we had a win here with the demo on site clearing. Great protection works. Had a win. Fantastic. Had some losses. Frame labor had some losses. Made it up in the labor on the lockup. Great. Had a loss with the uh, drainage. Keep going through. Keep going through. Keep going through. We have our wins. Have our losses. You can see these big sort of changes. Now, just so you're aware, with regards to prime cost and provisional sums, this actually doesn't include it. It's not included in this value here, okay? I usually just exclude it. Ideally, you just want... I sort of treat them independently to the budget. So if I... As long as I'm tracking the cost accordingly, so any work done on that provisional sum, it goes into that provisional sum budget so I can see if I've had some wins and losses. I think in this one, I got a little bit out of hand on a few. Like I lost decking changes, two grand five grand for painting seven grand here okay so this is where we had a few um losses but then these became actually became variations in the end so the painting scope itself this is where it varied i had six two it came out at eleven eight that's it because in the end we went fucking berserk on the request of the client so this number here was actually pretty reasonable for what was part of the scope which was very made very clear and then they wanted to repaint the rest of the fucking house. So we end up just doing a shitload of painting. Um, so that's where you can see the variations in the actual uh, provisional sums and prime costs themselves. So we've got to give you, you know, I had to give a credit back here. Uh, sorry, I had to go, I went over here. I went over here. So these were claims. These were variation claims, all right? Um, you go down to variations and there'll be things like uh, decking changes. Again, that was the big one. Roof plumbing rectification, concrete courtyard, all that sort of stuff, right? So just treat the variations, treat the provisional sums and prime costs separately to your main budget um, because technically it is somewhat independent to the budget and it just helps with confusion, right? You don't want to be using a budget, for example, you don't want to use your plastering budget to pay for your provisional sum in the plastering, okay? You want to be very clear because if the client asks you for each invoice and transaction associated to that provisional sum, you have to provide it to them to prove it costs this much. These are the invoices. These are the working hours the boys did. This is the material cost. This is the, the quote you got from, you know, whatever it is, you just need to be very clear on that. So just try to separate it to make life a little bit easier and uh, you'll be titties, all right? So in this situation, margin didn't get eaten, which I'm glad because this is in the green, all right? I had a 31 grand win, which is fantastic. Um, all went to the X and I kept on surviving. So again, got the claims in there to date, fixed progress, final payments, all that sort of stuff. All right. So that's what a that's what a completed one looks like. So when you go back through this, because you know, you guys are better than me and you're gonna do it much more detailed. And when you do your cost sort of uh, reconciliation, you can be like, yep, sweet, had a wicked win here. Um, that was a legitimate win actually, to be honest. So I was happy with that. Um, and you can see where you know where the ups and where the downs are and go from there, okay? And that's it. Excuse the uh, wardrobe change. I recorded it once and then fucked it up and had to do it like three days later. So that's it for the estimating sort of walkthrough. As I've said to you, okay, this is always a work in progress. Always check your calculations. Get your head around it. It's, it's a slow process at the start. You really need to focus on what you're doing and slowly slot through it. But this system here really helped me a lot. When you incorporate it with your zero accounting system or your MyOB as well, it's absolutely brilliant. And as well as that, when you're doing your estimating and you're speaking with clients and that sort of stuff, you can use this just to help get a roughie for a price. You know, like, oh, you know, and you can just start just, just spitballing and slap in some numbers. 
And again, it's all guesstimates, but you can strike it yourself a nice sort of decent round figure between X and X and Y. So you can actually give that to a client and say, I reckon we're going to be roughly around here and here. And rather than spending weeks getting a detailed price, you can be like, this is the range we're going to be in. And then you might go into that next step and actually do a detailed quote itself, all right? What's really great about this is I've walked clients through this before. So I've gone through each individual budget. You know, we sit down, talk about the prelims. There should be nothing to hide, all right? You shouldn't be hiding any of this shit. They know you have a 15% margin. They know that there's things allowed on site. So it's just a matter of, all right, yeah, we've got tools consumables. You know, you just sort of brush through it and go through things like that. Structure, all right, we've gotten here. Oh, great services. Yeah, electrical rough in. All right, guys, we've got a PC sum in here for just over two grand for your heated towel rails. All right, we priced that based off your plumbing thing you got from Reese's and yeah, we, that's in the budget. Cool. Next, go back through. All this is cleaned up. No allowance for ductive vacuuming. Allowance for tundishes, disconnect, reconnect, hydronic. All right, we've got a price in there for that. We're good with that. What that does, it just gives a lot of trust to the client. They can see that you genuinely fucking give a shit. They can see that you're transparent. They can see that you can communicate. They can see when they get to this ton- tender summary how all these budgets came in because they all look at this and be like, what the fuck? $45,000 just for carpentry. And you can go, all right, well, let me show you how that's all built up so you can get an understanding of why the cost has come to that. All right, and if there's anything in regards to trying to cost save, you might be sitting with a client going, all right, how do I save more money doing this process? You can go through the budget like, we can't change anything here. We can't change anything here. We might be able to squeeze a little bit here. I'm not going to risk, you know, I'm not going to risk the bins. I'm, I'm going to stick to 10, okay? I'm not going to pull that back to nine because I'm confident we're going to use a shitload. And it's all that type of stuff, right? Building that connection, building that trust, communicating well with your client is going to make your life so fucking much easier because when... Not if, but fucking when the hard times come, which they do, when you go through the actual construction of the project and you're going through and you you start hitting them for variations. You're like, we ran through the budget, okay? You've got your tender, tender qualification document, which is a separate document to this, which highlights room by room exactly what you're doing, exactly what you're not doing, all right? And this is more for renovations and extension where it gets a little bit gray in a few areas. Super important probably another episode, but I'll get onto that one. It, it, it just gives them that trust in you, all right? If they trust you and you've got reputation to back it up, your price here might actually be more than some others. 100, most of the time. I was always never, I was never the cheapest. Never was I ever the cheapest. But when it came through this process, it came down to the, the, that communication process. And they built trust with me. They're like, we want to work with Miles because... He was open with the budget. He showed us what's going on. He told us what we're not doing, what we are doing. He's very clear. It wasn't just a one-page document with a line item that said $250,000, including GST, and that was the budget. It actually, You're actually putting effort in, all right? That's called being professional. That's called doing it fucking right, okay? And that's just going to help you sort of get those next jobs, and that's also going to help you get those jobs that you probably don't feel like you're ready for yet. There's a lot of people that I always speak to that are always concerned about taking that next jump. They're like, oh, fuck, man. I don't know if I can do this job or this job. I don't know if I have the guys. Or they hold back with their concern about taking that next step or trying to get that next client, okay? And this here is a great example. You might end up being the cheapest builder, right? Because you're only fresh. You're only starting out. And you show this to somebody who's got, they're all cashed up. They've got architects, got designers, they're fucking switched on and smart people. That's why they're cashed up. And you can go through this process. They are going to appreciate the transparency. They're going to appreciate the communication. They're going to appreciate the actually effort you're putting into it. You're going to have your portfolio of things you've done before. What you're doing is you're leveling up. 
all right? You're leveling up and you keep pushing yourself and pushing yourself and always be professional, okay? Never, ever lie to a client. Never, ever bullshit a client or try to bullshit a client because they will fucking know, all right? And if you are someone that tries to operate like that or tries to make money off variations, you're a fucking loser and you need to figure out your own fucking problems and be a respectful business person. That being said, I hope that provided some value to some of you ladies and gentlemen that have uh, got this spreadsheet. I'll make it available on all the YouTube descriptions and stuff like that. If you have any questions, don't reach out to me. I don't want to hear about it. No, that's right. Reach out to me. I'll try and answer them if I can. Be mindful, as I fucking said a million times. Check over, check over, get it in your head. Once this is all tidied up, you'll make up your own sort of budget and do a few things to sort of get it working for you and how you like to operate. Um, but overall, this is a great base to work off, especially if you're starting out fresh and you're looking to, to sort of level up and uh, use some uh, you know better products to go out and fucking send it. So that's what it's all about here, making it miles. We're just trying to better everyone, educate people about things and uh, crack on and go enjoy it. Hooroo. Hey,